Getting ready for the weekend? Get your Friday quick fix now with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney on the Growing Up Rock podcast. Tell that slave driver to shove that sweatshop right up his take, take this job, job and shove it. What they're giving cause I'm working for a living. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. Everybody's working for the weekend. All around us, the intersections of space and time are conjoined in the cosmos with the apex of the vortex of the ozone and the e-zone and the y-zone phases into one batch of a weekend nothing matters but the Hollywood, let's get this weekend off to a roaring start with another Friday quick fix. We don't do a lot of these together, but when we come together to do them, oh, they're super fun. And tonight we are going to cover another underrated album. This week we are featuring Europe, and you're the big Europe fan, but we're featuring a record that I think is completely underrated, and that is Prisoner in Paradise. So what's going on, man? So you're not that big of a Europe fan? I don't consider myself an Uber fan. I think you're a much bigger Europe fan than I am because my first experience with Europe was the final countdown, and I absolutely hate that song. And that album is okay for me. Like I've grown over the years to like some of it, but I was never a huge fan. This record that we're going to talk about today, this was actually the first Europe record I owned in full. And this is what sort of made me a fan of Europe. Yeah, we'll talk about why that might have been. So let's do a little bit of a history lesson on Europe. It's going to be a quick one because we've talked about Europe before. Swedish band, been around forever. Prisoners in Paradise was released in September of 91. It was their fifth studio album. They were on Epic Records at the time. The album didn't chart, which was somewhat weird because the prior two albums did really well. So we know that rock was, you know, melodic rock like this was kind of dying off in 91. Many don't know this. Bob Rock was the first choice to produce the record. So Epic had enlisted Bob Rock, and he is like, ah, I think I'm going to go do the Metallica record instead. His pocketbook is probably better off for it because that was the Black Album. <laughs> Not probably better off. His career is better off. That was a big, that worked out really well for me thing. So instead of going from, what, Feel Good to Prisoners in Paradise, he went from Feel Good to Black. Yeah. Yeah, not so bad. So then they go and enlist Bo Hill, which Bo Hill was popular at the time and still is one of the best producers out there. They do a first version of the album. They call it Seventh Sign, and Epic basically tells them, go go do more demos. This album sucks. They didn't like any of it. So they had to rewrite and record all new songs. 
All right. So band members on this record, because they had a couple of changes, and I think this is what you might be hearing as something that's different for you from the final countdown. So you got Joey Tempest on vocals. He was already there. You got uh, John Levin on bass, same. Mick McCauley on keys, same. Ian Hogland on drums, same. The difference is, is that John Norm leaves after a countdown and Key Marcello comes in. And although they're both great guitar players, and I take nothing away from John, John is definitely the more kind of stylistic, um, melodic type of guy, very Manichetti-like type of player where Key can bring in speed when he feels like it and is more of a, like a crunchy riff type guy. So Key would have fit in more of like a House of Lords version of Europe, which you probably like House of Lords a little bit better than Europe because a lot of the times it's less keyboard. Is that kind of make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, my first takeaway from this record is the fact that the guitar just felt a little bit more riff-oriented and crunchy, and uh, yeah, I like that a lot better. Please make sure you hit that follow button to subscribe to Growing Up Rock Podcast so you don't miss an episode. All right, so 12 tracks on the CD. First one's All for Nothing. Eric Martin helps write that. Second is Halfway to Heaven. Jim Valance helps write that one. I'll Cry For You, Little Bit of Loving, Talk To Me, Seventh Sign, Prisoners in Paradise, which was the first single. By the way, I'll Cry For You was a single, and Halfway to Heaven was also a single. Bad Blood, Homeland, Got Your Mind in the Gutter, Till My Heart Beats Down Your Door, and then Girl from Lebanon closed out the album. Why don't you share your three favorite songs out of these 12? You know, I was writing down my key tracks, my favorite three songs, and I didn't stop at three. <laughs> so, are you going to follow any rule this month? Usually, yes, <laughs> and usually it's easier than this, but here's my key tracks. Here's the tracks I really, really love. All or Nothing, Seventh Sign, Bad Blood, Halfway to Heaven, and I really, really enjoy Girl from Lebanon. Listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Yeah. Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, I'll tell you, out of those, Halfway to Heaven, I thought it felt a little more pop to me, right? Written for radio, Valance is helping, so most likely it could have been a Brian Adams song, and I like some of the riffs that Key was doing. It didn't hit my top three. Seventh Sign was a little darker. I even put on here, uh, Steven's going to like this the best. <laughs> I figured you would like that one. Bad Blood, it was good. I don't know if I needed the bad, 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 but that's the hook. Yeah, I know. I figured you would have dumped it right there. Uh, girl from Lebanon. <laughs> when I went back and listened to this album the other day, the minute I read the song title, I'm like, uh oh, these type of song, song titles usually kill the song right away. I was very surprised that I liked the guitar riff, and it's a really cool white snake, uh, deep purple vibe type of song. And Key absolutely kills it on the on that song guitar wise. So it was a pretty good song. Like what you're hearing? Share this episode out. Post it to your favorite social network and let people know you're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast. It will help us grow and we greatly appreciate it. My favorite, I would say my third favorite is actually Talk To Me, which to me was another radio-friendly song. And it's kind of weird because it's a little bit bubblegum, feels like. And then when you listen to the albums that come out 10 years later, they get into this really dark type sound so it's kind of weird i thought it should have been a single for 1991 and it basically felt like a harder michael bolton to me with a guitar solo uh, my second was a little bit of loving you know very coverdale right from the beginning the whoa woes it's like a fun song in the europe style that kind of fits the prior two records uh so i really like that song and you even get a little rap singing in the breakdown and then my fave, All or Nothing. It's just that guitar riff. Joey sounds great. You get the na-na-na, catchy backing vocals right out of the gate. It just felt very Hysteria, Def Leppard type of song. So uh, I like that the best, too.
Yeah, and Mind in the Gutter is not a bad tune, but they like to use those uh, 80s hard rock keyboard horns in there for that song. (laughs) Yeah, and that whole thing about hosing you down, even if you were on fire. Like, I'm like, really, dude? Like, you just, (laughs) right? Like, you just sang about your homeland, and then we got to this somehow, right? So, you know, I wanted to share a little bit of the good and bad for me, and then I want to get your kind of good and bad. Overall, for me, the album's really easy to listen. Joey sounds great. Key is the absolute hero of the album because of all the stuff he's doing. There's some cheesy stuff on this record, but that's kind of what Europe was during this time frame. And I kind of enjoy the cheese. But can you imagine how big some of these songs would have sounded if Bob Rock was involved? I can feel all or nothing like pounding through the speakers, kind of like Dr. Feelgood, that song does. But, you know, he obviously made the right choice. I would say for our listeners, give the album a chance. It's on Spotify. And it is a little bit of the harder side. If you don't like the final countdown, I would say this is one step harder. But if you're really a hard rock fan, you only want to give one song a chance, then I'd probably try Seven Sign. Yeah. How about your good and bad on this? Look, for me, like you said, it's an easy listen. It's a great melodic hard rock record. The guitar is far enough up in the mix that it doesn't get buried by the keyboard player that they have in the band. And even the slower tracks. So, yes, there are a few slower tracks on the record. Even the slower tracks, I don't necessarily skip. So for me, I can put the record on, listen to it from start to finish. And I actually did several times this week getting ready for this little quick episode that we're going to do. I like the album cover. We didn't really talk about that. The album cover is kind of cool looking. It's just a good record. And again, I wasn't a Europe fan per se, before I checked out this record. And this record is what made me go and check out some of the other material. And I really like this record. So, yeah, it's, it's good all the way around for me. Hey, this is Dennis Leary, and you are listening on Pantheon Podcasts. All right. So another Friday quick fix in the books. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the Friday quick fixes and this is your first go around with us, it's basically a dose of rock and roll in 15 minutes or less. And the subject can be anything from underrated records to songs to movie reviews to everything. Sonny and I will do these episodes solo. We'll do them together. We'll do them with various guests. I have my wife on a couple. So it's just a good way for us to be creative and get some content out there to you every week going into the weekend on a Friday. Keep that feedback coming and we will talk to you soon. See ya later. Thanks for listening. You got your fix. Now let's shuffle, rattle and roll into the weekend.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 